Hello to all my fellow boaters. This is Paulie from All Docked Up, the app that provides every boater, whether novice to well-seasoned, an easy-use mobile platform that connects them with quality marine service providers, all while saving them time and money. And, and this is Captain Buzz, also with All Docked Up. All Docked Up gives you access to service providers to keep your boat looking great, running great, and safe. Hey, hey Paulie, let's 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 talk about the the C and D canal and unique boating requirements that that go on there. Do you remember the time when we saw that guy? <laughs> he was. He I was, do. He was, and I know you're gonna. Yeah, I know you know. He he uh, he was in this. It was a speedboat, small speedboat, and we came on. He was he was adrift, right? And you and I were in my my two eighty Sun Dancer, and I was just getting used to running the twin screws, and you were helping me, and. Uh, and and we pulled up on this guy and he was adrift and and so we went over to help him and I and I know that you know he, he's he's standing there smoking a cigarette and we said hey you all right and he goes well yeah I, I smell fuel and I think <laughs> and I think and he was smoking a cigarette <laughs> and so I know what you said well, I know you told him something I I do believe it was something along the effects of well Cap if you uh, are smelling gas. You might want to put out the goddamn cigarette. <laughs> and, and, you know, that's just a, a thoughtful hint there. Oh, dude, I'll never forget it. So, Guys, this, uh, he yeah. was the guy who had nothing on board. He, he didn't. He, he And he said, he says, well, I just bought the boat and I had it on a trailer and I wanted to try it out. I don't even think he started it on land, but he was in serious trouble. And we we were fortunate enough to come along and help this guy. We saved that guy that day. We I mean, did. Did. he had no safety equipment on board, None. no VHF radio on board. None. His cell phone was not in communication yes. with his provider. <laughs> right. He literally was adrift in the CND canal. And I'm sitting there looking at this guy, guys, and we're staring at him. And I'm like, <laughs> you you didn't quite did you not think before you left on your first dry run of the season? Like your test and tune run, you totally shit the bed. Absolutely, it was and scary. That <laughs> it was scary. That was an incredible. That was a comical day on the water, Buzz. I so thought. yeah, because when you're on the C and D canal, and a lot of boaters don't know this, you are required to monitor channel 13. It is a commercial traffic waterway. How many people do you actually go boating with that are monitoring channel 13? When they're going in and out, you know, going heading towards the Elk or heading towards the Delaware. I don't know very many at all. No, you're right. And you, me, and, and, and some of our locals. It's scary because anybody with a VHF can tune it to monitor multiple stations at the same time. And, and you should always have 13, particularly. And again, it's a requirement. And that's just by hitting, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Buzz, but isn't that just hitting the scan button? On your VHF radio, as it's progressively scanning other channels. Yeah, you've you've got to you've got to do a little. You may have to break out the radio manual or watch a YouTube. But yeah, you've got to you've got to program the channels you want to scan. And typically, well, it's sixteen, it's nine, maybe it's sixty-eight, and definitely thirteen when you're in the channel or for the C and D canal. It's required. You have to do it because the, the, the ship traffic. Again, if we didn't come across this guy. First of all, I don't even think he had an anchor with him. So he was adrift in the shipping channel. God right? forbid if another big commercial vessel was heading in his direction. And I mean, and, and we can get exact, but uh, I know that it takes a couple of miles for one of those ships to, to be actually be able to stop. Yeah. I mean, well, and they're 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 <coughs> they're restricted by their their movement. Uh, they're too large to to make any kind of movements because of their draft. Right? They can't. 
they're not going to run a ship aground. And I, you know, that's something I learned a long time ago when I first started boating on the CND Canal. Someone said to me, he said, it's cheaper for a, 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 a car carrier or a, a, a freighter to run you over and pay you off than it is to run their ship aground. I have no doubt that the, <laughs> the cost of having professionals come out to pull something of that uh-uh. size off of a shoreline, that's the that's not good. That's <laughs> that exactly. The expense would be incredibly great. So this poor guy. So we, we took pity on him and, and uh, we hooked him up with a tow line. And again, I'm still learning how to drive, tri- t- you know, twin screws. And I think, I think, Paul, I think you took the helm. Uh, and we brought him in back into the sea, the uh, Chesapeake City Basin uh, and then, you know, uh, uh, made sure that he was tied up at the dock where he could get his boat out of the water. But, but folks, it's really important because, again, you're, you, you can't anchor. You, if you're a sailboat, you, you have to be under power. You can't just sail through the Chesapeake and Delaware Canal. It's, it's, not, it's not allowed. It is prohibited. You're not actively allowed to have your sails engaged while going through the sand deck. Correct. And look, Motor I, only. Yeah, and I knew, hey, look, this guy was, he was, he was excited about his new boat. We all get excited about his, our new boats. But I just, I just, I think it's important to do that on a body of water that doesn't have container ships coming by or car carriers that'll just plow you over. It's just not a good idea. It's not a good idea. And I'll tell you what, it's, it's, it's actually very scary, Buzz. And I'm really going to shoot from some honesty here. It, it scares the bejesus out of you when there are people that are out there on the water with that lack of knowledge. And, and it really puts everybody at risk. So taking the time to truly learn uh, the rules of the road and where you are boating and understanding your environment is the safest thing that we can do for ourselves and for friggin' everybody else. Because if not, forget about it. It's 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 a weekend of aggravation. Well, it is, and and there's a couple other things on the CND Canal. Like there's a railroad bridge by Summit North Marina. That um, and again, if you're monitoring Channel 13, you will know that there's a freight train coming because the the operator tells boaters that the bridge is coming down. Nice. And we watched that bridge come down. Yeah, and remember, yeah. we were actually taking a couple of mile an hour cruise. Uh, it was late after dinner and we it was such a beautiful night. And we said, you know what? Let's take the boat out on, a, on our midnight cruise and just enjoy the weather at a slow, slow, comfortable speed. And we watched that train go by. It did, yeah. And we had front row. And remember, the actual train operator, he hailed me on the actual VHF member. <laughs> and right. he was wondering if I was a vessel that was not able to pass through because the bridge That's was right. down. That's right. And I'm like, no cap. I'm a 30-foot yeah. powerboat sitting here enjoying the view. And he got the biggest kick out of that because he thought I was this big commercial vessel. That was funny. Yeah, if you ever get the opportunity, and you'll get that opportunity if you're monitoring Channel 13 because you'll know when the bridge is coming down. You'll know when the bridge is coming right. down. So That's we, awesome. And it, I remember what, what was unique about that was the lights. I mean, the entire, when that bridge is coming down and that train comes over the entire canal lights up like it's daylight it's that was cool that is definitely something cool that we're able to say i i'll tell you what what was comical um you know i, I when i'm on the cnd whether i'm coming out you know coming in from the delaware or i'm going out to the elk one way or another uh you really got to pay attention and i'll tell you what the no wake situation right oh, man. could you imagine i mean it is incredible uh, with what I see. And 
if, if you know, let's say this, let's say you're a boater yeah. and you're on the CND canal and you're enjoying a cocktail lunch breakfast. I don't care what it is right. at Schaefer's canal house. And you're just enjoying your, your, your dinner, your food. And all of a sudden this absolute Momo who's <laughs> blowing through the CND canal. I'll never forget it. The dock master at Schaefer screaming over the radio. People's boats are smacking all over. I, I mean, it's 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 incredible. Like, what would make you think to do something along those lines? And I mean, how many times have you seen people blow through the C and D and really not pay attention to the no wake around other boaters? I'm I'm really not sure why. And even if because hey, look, maybe you're a brand new boater and you don't know the water. You're just transiting the canal because you're bringing your boat from Maine to Florida. Whatever. There are no wake signs, and okay, everybody can miss them once in a while. Fine. However. <laughs> you are responsible for your wake. And when you see a boat tied up to the dock with a fuel hose in the, uh, in the, uh, in the filler, you better not have a wake. No. Right. I and mean, so it's common sense. Even if you don't see the no wake zone, don't throw a wake. The other, I, I, I was a couple months ago, I was having dinner at Schaefer's and I saw a guy coming through and now he wasn't on plane, but he was plowing a big cabin cruiser and just making an enormous wake. And again, the the the, uh, the the marina the dock master's yelling out on the radio. I had to get up from my dinner table and go over and hold the the, the rail of my boat because the thing was just up and down. It would have been crashing up against the dock. It was crazy. And you know, boaters don't forget boaters. You are responsible for your wake, yeah. no matter what you do. If there is, a, if you are blowing through the C and D canal and people pick up your registration number and they physically call the Department of Conservation and Natural Resources or the United States Coast Guard, if you cause damage to another boater's, you know, another boater's vessel, excuse me, I'm getting tongue twisted, but if you do that <laughs> and they call you in, you are responsible yes, you for are. the cost to fix that. Yes, you are. So that is what I call, you know, a, 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 you know, shit out of luck on the water that day. That's so, going to be the most expensive lunch you've ever had. So there's a couple other things about the CND Canal. One of them is... And I, and this experience, I experienced this earlier in the season. The the and again, I, I can't stress enough. You've got to monitor thirteen so you understand this. The canal was closed, meaning the operator and the operation office is right in uh, right in Chesapeake City at the Army Corps of Engineer uh, grounds and office. They've got a they've got a monitor system. They know all the ship traffic. They monitor who's coming and going, and it was due to fog. And so we were getting ready to transit the canal. And since we were on channel 13, we heard the operator come on and say, the canal is closed due to fog to all traffic. And because you were paying attention to your radio, like you always do, you picked up on that broadcast. You knew that Correct. the canal was closed. Correct. Well, what did you do? I stopped. I, I we, we stayed, we were over by town point. Now I didn't, I didn't anchor. Uh, but we 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 stayed out of the uh, C and D canal until the the operator came back on and the fog cleared to the point where folks could see and transit safely. How much time did that take you? Thirty minutes, maybe a half hour. It wasn't that big a deal. Small price to pay on possibly causing a collision on the C and D or getting yourself or somebody else hurt. Well, and you said it earlier. You know, you do that. I mean, if you if you if you disobey and just say I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, which is, you know, obviously the wrong thing to do. 
um, you're putting first responders at risk. Yeah, and we're boaters. I mean, we are the people out get into trouble. Yeah, we. I mean, we all rely on one another. We want to make sure that everybody's safe. And I'll tell you what, no matter who I've ever boated with, there are some people that are a lot more lackadaisical about rules and regulations and safety. And we all have those days, guys, right? You get done work. You just want to get on board and 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 turn some music on, get some wind blowing in your face. But I'll tell you what, boaters, we stick together. We got to watch each other. We do. If we don't, I mean, you know, a DNR police officer, God bless them, the United States Coast Guard, that's awesome. You know, they're not there all the time. They do the best they can with what they have. And we got to look out for each other. And by following the rules, I think we can do that. I, I think we can. And, and the other, you know, one of the other things to watch out for, uh, particularly if you're a sailboater with uh, you know minimal power, um, is the is the tides that run through there because the tides do rip through the C and D when 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 the tides are shifting, which could be what buzz. I right. mean, so what yeah. have we seen? Six plus knots. Well, I, five I don't, plus knots. I don't know if it's it's quite that much. I know in my own vessel, I can pick up two to three knots of speed. Or, you know, lose two to three knots, uh, depending on a bucking tide or going with tide. Um, but it gets it gets pretty intense for a sailboat. You know, you it's a good idea to understand when the tide is coming through there uh, so you can transit it safely and help save yourself some fuel. How many times have we <laughs> sat on your dock and we're sitting on the T-head and we're watching people come in the engineer's cove? And they're bucking and their ass end of their vessel is literally sliding over. You know, they're trying to correct it via power or rudder. And, and it's no matter what, the, the power of that tide is the motors aren't even responding as quickly as they should because how strong the current is right there at, you know, That's, anywhere in the CND, but primarily right there at the mouth of the engineer's cove. You're and, right. And that, that's a good point. My goodness. Paul, you make a good point because when you make your turn into engineer's cove, that's when you're really going to feel it. Right. When you go sideways. <laughs> and we, again, we've seen both. We've you know, seen it over and over. We're getting, and, and, we're, and we're, we're coaching them. Like we're here and you're there. You can't hear us, but we're coaching you through whether you know it or not. And that's another thing that I love about all docked up. You know, every single day we get to work with boaters and we get to make their boating that much more enjoyable. And, and, and by connecting the boater with a service provider or somebody that's really going to help them, I, I love being an active part in the boaters' lives. And, and we get to do it. It's, it's, we do, and it's exciting. And, and, you know, I've learned so much. Well, I'll go back to when I first started boating. Uh, you know, Paulie showed me how to run I, my boat. I had no idea. I thought you were going into the story <laughs> when I walked down the dock in a three-piece suit. That's what I thought you were <laughs> well, okay. I'll, okay. I'll, I thought that's where you were going. You got to share that, Buzz. Right. They, 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 they got to hear it. I will, because because I've certainly come a long way. But. So I'm on oh, the back shit. of my boat, and I, I, I didn't. When I first bought my, uh, my, I had a 280 Sundancer with twin screws, two, uh, twin V6. Great little boat. Really great boat to start. Well, I had a couple bass boats and some other things before that, but a boat in a slip. And so I had to have somebody park it in the slip and put the canvas on. I didn't even <laughs> you had no idea what you were doing. I jumped in with both feet and had no idea. So I'm sitting on the back of the boat and I see this guy walking down the dock in a three-piece suit. Carrying two um, uh, deep cycle batteries, I'm going. What in the, what in the hell? <laughs> you see a big Italian guy running coming down the dock, 
Well, you know, large and in charge. How you doing? With two deep cycle marine batteries in his hands, going, "What's up, Cap? How you doing?" And you know, and, and <laughs> first time you met Paulie. Uh, well, and you helped me. You helped me uh, learn how to drive the boat. And uh, and our and our president of uh, all docked up, Jeffrey, was with us. Yeah, a um, couple of times early on, uh, learning how to. You know, I was learning how to drive the boat, but you know, come a long way. So. Right, so now I'm a licensed captain. You're a Chesapeake. Um, um, you own Chesapeake uh, Boat Works. So you're detailing boats. We've come a long way in these last, you know, twelve years. But I think uh, what we can bring to boaters through these podcasts and through all docked up is just endless. It really is exciting. We can connect ourselves with the boaters, the people that are listening to our podcast. They can literally go on the platform once we physically launch. Come this upcoming April which we are so looking forward to having the platform totally constructed and built ready for boaters, ready for users, ready for marinas. Yeah. And every single day of our lives, we get to work with boaters <laughs> and make their boating safer, educational, yeah. and get them what they want. I mean, let's all face it, guys. We're being boat. Buzzy, you're a boater. I'm a boater. We're pains in the asses. They can be. We want what we want because we're spending a ton of money to be able to deliver. And I'll tell you what, when I first came down here, I've been boating on the Chesapeake for over 12 years. But I, you know, when I opened up Chesapeake Bay Boat Works six years ago, you know, I'll tell you what, um, it, it's incredible because I just went from You've a learned boater. A lot. You've learned a lot. I've yeah. went from a just the end user as a boater and had an understanding of the inside, what makes the wheels turn in the industry. Yeah. I yeah. guess I had the privilege of working with local marinas and local families who taught me not only I knew the boating side of the business, but now, you know, being self-employed and, you know, an entrepreneur in the boating industry and washing and waxing boats and, you know, hooking up electronics and, you know, when we went to go pick up Gary's boat in Maine and we assisted him back. <laughs> yeah. All the, the the missions that we've been on. But I get to look at boating from the provider, the subcontractor and the boater at the same time. Yeah. And that's what and, all docked up does. And brings that's everybody what we together. do. Because we have service professionals. Not only do we have, you know, the boater who thought he had all the answers to the entire game, but we have seasoned United States Coast Guard captain, you know, on board and and you have you know uh veteran boaters on top of that jeff you know jeffrey yeah. being our you know installing electronics for us i mean we've learned all the avenues of boating and we can speak on it because we have that knowledge we have that experience we have that time in and i mean i've sweat a lot of pounds off of this big body freaking buffing <laughs> i'm telling you what i you know guys i've been out there buffing boats washing waxing for the past down here full time for the past, you know, five, six years, started on the Delaware River. I'll never forget it. There's nothing like buffing a boat in a hundred degree day. <laughs> I just want to run through some of the things that, that we need to convey as far as the unique boating requirements for the Chesapeake and Delaware Canal. So a couple things. Make sure that you're monitoring VF, uh, VF, VHF channel 13. Right? There's a lot of commercial traffic. You need to understand the additional rules. Um, if, you're, if, if you're a sailing vessel, you cannot have your sail up uh, only. You, you, need to have, uh, you need to be under power. Watch the tides. Watch, watch the bridge traffic. Uh, watch you know, turning into the, uh, to the basin. Um, 
and and you'll be fine. Just just a few a, a few things to watch out for uh, for safe transiting and or you know using the the C and D canal on a regular basis. I'm telling you what, Buzzy, I am. I'm, I'm, the the information that you brought to us today, it's awesome. Anything that we can do to educate a boater to make their boating experience a lot more fun, safer, safer. Because w- what are we out there? We're out there. Tr- Mother Nature's the boss, right? Hey. She is the boss. She's going to control what's going to happen to us, and we have to follow her lead along with the rules and regulations from the United States Coast Guard the rules of the road, bring it all together and to create an incredible recreational hobby. Roger that. I'm I'm telling you, I am absolutely so excited. All right. Until next time, uh, look for, look for more great podcasts from all Docta from Captain Buzz and, and Pauly. And we'll talk to you soon. Guys have a great night. I hope you found our podcast informational and fun and fun (laughs) because we not only do we want to help educate, but we got to have some fun. Guys, we got podcast Paulie here going out.